This segment of its rainmaking time is sponsored by the Sterling Hut, providers of Italian fine silver gifts for all of life's occasions. Go to the sterlinghut.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to its rainmaking time. This is Kim Greenhouse. It gives me great pleasure to welcome Dr. Mark Circus back to the show. Dr. Mark Circus is an acupuncturist, a doctor of oriental and pastoral medicine. He's written many, many books about health. He's the founder and president of the International Medical Veritas Association, which is helping people around the world really face the root causes of disease and how people can get well around the world without expensive pharmaceutical agents. Dr. Circus has written Magnesium, the Ultimate Heart Medicine, The Changing Landscape of Cancer, Winning the War on Cancer. He's written about iodine, diabetes, sodium bicarbonate. A lot of articles you can get on his site, drcircus.com, D-R-S-I-R-C-U-S. He has a new article called Mitochondrial Medicine, Selenium Medicine Ebook, Pure Water, Introduction to Water-Based Medicine, Cancer Survival Medicine, Radiation is Not on People's Radar. It goes on and on and on. He's really a prolific writer. And today we're going to be talking about his new book, Medical Marijuana, Treatments of Cancer, Radiation Exposure, Neurological Conditions, Autism, Pain, Stress, and Emotional Upset. Now, I want to qualify this introduction because the Trainmaking Time had Rick Simpson on last year who talked about all of the work that he's been doing, bringing medicinal hemp to people with cancer and other diseases that are being cured. And I found out much to my shock that people were being cured of cancer and other diseases using medicinal hemp and that there's an entire science to marijuana and to hemp that has to do with cannabinoids. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. If I'm not, I know Dr. Circus will explain it to us. But I really feel that you should pick up the book Medical Marijuana that Dr. Mark Circus has written. It's in an ebook format. You're really going to be in shock when you understand how far back the blocking of this medicine goes, how far and wide it goes. We're going to talk about the science today. We're going to talk about things you need to know. It literally is going to take courage and consciousness to move forward and be well. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dr. Mark Circus to its rainmaking time. Good morning. Good morning, Kim. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. Welcome back. It's been a few years, and you've written a lot of books in three years. Since I published the medical marijuana book last February, I think it was, I published The Changing Landscape of Cancer, then I published uh, Treatment Essentials, then I published uh, about a month ago the Selenium book. And I'm about to come in quick succession with three books. One is uh, my water book, Water Medicine, and then comes Light and Heat Medicine, and then I'm going to put together a cancer compendium, about 1,500 pages. It's all written. I just have to organize it. All these books are written already, just editing and last-minute kind of things. And So, yeah, I get my wife dizzy all the time, <laughs> one book after another. <laughs> I look forward to them coming out also in soft copy so that we're not electronically always having to read books. You really spend a lot of time on these books. The marijuana book is 302 pages, and that's a lot of information and material. I do want to ask you about something right off the bat, which I thought was very interesting in this book on marijuana. You state right at the beginning, no one from the federal government of the United States should read this book for it exposes this government 
as a terrible terrorist organization that ensures the unnecessary suffering of its own people because of its obscene marijuana laws. It's one of many huge wrongs in contemporary civilization. Millions of lives have been destroyed and unaccountable millions suffer and even die because of the dangerous pharmaceuticals that are thrust upon the public in place of cannabis. This is a great wrong that needs to be made right and it can only be accomplished through full legalization. Well, that's pretty strong stuff. And you know what? After doing my own research over the last few years, I agree with you. It's astonishing that we're still dealing with the fact that this incredible miracle medicine is considered illegal. Are you familiar with Valerie Harper, the actress? I've heard her name, but no, I'm not familiar with well, her. Well, she was in a very famous series called Rhoda. She has brain cancer, and her doctor back in December gave her three months to live. And it's interesting because brain cancer was how I found out about the medicinal uses of hemp oil and cannabis and its power to completely get rid of tumors with the little two-year-old boy that was on chemo and radiation, and his father gave him hemp oil and cured him completely of brain cancer. And yet we have people going on the air. We have the typical AMA doctors literally declaring people dead when this exists as a miracle medicine. It's unbelievable. Well, it's unbelievable, but it's believable because it's the way the governments are. They have been forever not interested in people's well-being, interested in themselves, interested in power. I mean, before medical marijuana laws, which turned governments against their own people, criminalizing a segment of the population who chose to use this God-given substance that one can grow freely in one's backyard or living room. I mean, before that, it was the banks against the people and the, the, like the Federal Reserve Act. So it's not like something new. But when they went after marijuana, they went after the good. And they show how bad they really are, how bad the people who run the governments and the people who run those people control them from behind the scenes. They just started, they decided to go into a civilization, disruptive, society-breaking type of legal situation that is just, is created a, a wave of suffering through millions of people and created a criminal justice system that's not for justice and created jails and uh, economy around people, keeping people in jail. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. All about a very safe plant that's so safe, a medicine that's so safe, it's, a good, it's probably one of the best pediatric medicines because it's so safe. I think it's fascinating that the administrative law judge Francis Young of the DEA in 1988 said, medical cannabis is one of the safest therapeutic Actives known to mankind, and yet the government refuses to allow it to be legal. Dr. Jerome, is it Cassirer, the past editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine, says there's no risk of death smoking marijuana. And you have the U.S. Department of Justice saying that marijuana has no toxic substance in it. And yet you have the pharmaceutical cartel doing everything they can to patent this substance. And of course, they can't patent the organic substance. They have to create a synthetic substance and patent that. But, you know, just like Monsanto can file patents for the molecular structure of seeds and animals, and they're getting it, and protection from the U.S. government, and a new law making them immune to anything and everything, there are other agencies connected with the U.S. government 
that have acknowledged the facts about this, but we can't get, quote, the government, meaning what government are we referring to, to legalize it? Well, fortunately, state governments don't care about the federal governments and what they say anymore, and one after another is legalizing it. People are coming to their senses. There's just no doubt about it. Zero doubt about medical marijuana and its use as a medicine. Zero. We do have a government that is so stupid and arrogant that they'll get up and the President of the United States and the Department of Justice and just lie to everybody and tell everybody how arrogant and stupid they are because they have no idea. They probably do have an idea, but they have no soul left. So they just they just talk about nonsense. And, and this has had an incredibly disruptive effect on medicine. You know, the AMA fought against the criminalization of marijuana back 60 years ago, and now they try to ignore it as much as possible. But this is good medicine. This helps people. So you created a, a medical system where doctors are deprived of the information and the access to products that will help their, their patients. It's extraordinarily stunning and it's frightening at the same time because we have an epidemic of more and more diseases as our air gets sprayed, our water is heavily polluted, our food has been reconstituted, our seeds have been molecularly seized. You have a huge radiation and microwave stations going up. We've got smart meters going up. So there is an assault on everything that's alive. There is an assault on all biology. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. And it's, it's kind of written in now. Could you just imagine? I mean, we'd have to rewrite the history books to reflect the truth. I mean, even in the last five decades. The truth is so nasty and so demonical. The truth of what they've done to the truth and what they've taken away from people and what they're doing across a broad front not just medical marijuana, as you're saying, many different things. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I want to share with you that I have a dear friend of mine in Toronto, Canada, and I was telling her about nascent iodine, about buying a certain type of salt and sending it over. And it could be held up and radiated for months up there. Basic things that are good for your body are so heavily regulated and mistreated, it's hard for people in different countries to get basic essential things that they need, like iodine, like iodine. certain type of salt, right, that isn't chemically altered, just to have their basic health handled. Even D3, that you'd think people should be able to take easily five to 10,000 milligrams a day. They're sold in only 2,000 milligram capacities. It's absurd. It certainly is. Talking about iodine, and talking about the federal government, Here's another example of criminal behavior. And this whole thing about marijuana or what I'm going to say about iodine, the word criminal doesn't even apply. We'd have to invent something new. Let's talk about iodine. In 2011, we had Fukushima blow up, the largest nuclear plant in the world. And what happened? It threw out tremendous amounts of radiation, including radioactive iodine. That radioactive iodine certainly uh, uh, traveled all around the northern hemisphere. We don't know how much came down here into the south. You know, the government, and this has been known for decades, if there's going to be a nuclear war, they have iodine ready at 125 milligram doses, is if there's a nuclear blast near you. 
you know, they know iodine is important in terms of defending the body against radioactive dangers. Uh, Dr. David Brownstein, who has, is an incredible doctor in Detroit, he tested 5,000 of his patients and 97% of them were iodine deficient. What happens when a uh, thyroid is iodine deficient? Also, the breasts become deficient in iodine, the, the prostate gland and the ovaries, which all concentrate iodine. And when you don't have enough iodine, these, these tissues tend to go cancerous quicker. But let's forget about cancer for a second and talk about Fukushima. This thing pumped out, and you know, I, I, I read reports in, in, in France, forget about Hawaii or United States. This stuff went right across the Pacific, hit the United States, Canada, and went rolling right into Europe. Uh, deposited the radioactive iodine in the fields, children were drinking it in their milk, and the government said, not only didn't say anything. They raised the levels. Not only did they raise the levels, they didn't tell anybody to take any iodine. Now that's criminal. That is, that is that's super criminal. The, the greatest mass murderer in the world could not compete with the decision to hold up iodine. Now I don't know. I don't. Nobody has the exact numbers, but we do know that death rates of uh, children went up, newborns uh, underneath one year of age. New, uh, fetuses and newborns are very sensitive to radiation and changes in the environment and toxicity. And they still, they don't, not only don't tell anybody what's happening with Fukushima anymore, and they really never did. They hit it you know, very well. Most people don't even think about it anymore. But the radiation it has not gone away. <laughs> it's going to be here for the rest of our lives. And you know, I tried to get iodine during that time, just after Fukushima hit, and not only did it quadruple in price, it became inaccessible. You couldn't get it anywhere, the kind that you would need under an emergency situation. Even Iodoral sold out. You know, oh. Dr. Abraham, who created Iodoral, did the original research, massive research he compiled on iodine. You couldn't get it. Life extension, you couldn't get it. Back order. People were panicked. And when they raised the levels, they changed the levels so that the average person would think they were okay when they weren't. That is criminal to me. Oh, it's beyond the pale. The, the ne criminal negligence and lying and deceit and that going right into the heart of medicine. It's a real crying shame. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. No matter what the state of the economy is, there will always be time-honored traditions and special events. The Sterling Hut has been in business since 2008, offering a wide range of fantastic sterling silver products, including finely crafted mint julep cups, personalized baby shower gifts, photo albums, exquisite jewelry boxes and awards, and so much more. The Sterling Hut is an authorized Silver Star international reseller of fine silver products and anniversary gifts. The business is owned by Jewel and Bob Howard. If you would be interested in buying someone a gift of pure sterling silver or sterling plated silver, you can call 1-888-819-1009. Get a 15% discount by going to the Sterling Hut, the Sterling, S-T-E-R-L-I-N-G, Hut, H-U-T, dot com, and saying it's rainmaking time. They will honor a 15% discount for you. Beautiful sterling silver gifts for all of life's occasions. 
manufactured in Italy and handcrafted by skilled artisans. They can also be engraved in sterling picture frames, oval and rectangular silver trays, champagne ice buckets, silver goblets, coffee and tea service, coffee pots, silver mugs, candelabras, and silver jewelry unrivaled in design and style. Go to the Sterling Hut at sterlinghut.com. And back to the show. I want to know why you wrote this book on medical marijuana. I want to know why you spent so much time on it and compiled not only the politics of this, the science of it, and all the different conditions in which it medicinally treats and heals and has an anti-inflammatory effect. Why did you do this? This is a long book. It's 302 pages. I mean, Rick Simpson has been out there for years. What made you put a book together on this? Well, Rick Simpson had something to do with it. Um, I mean, I, I, throughout my whole life, I found marijuana useful both personally. Uh, you know, of course, I've seen people abuse it and misuse it and uh, like you can do anything. But I've always experienced it as something positive <clears throat> in my life and also people around me. I've, people who gravitate to smoking marijuana, if you compare them to people who gravitate to drinking alcohol, you know, one is safe and healthy, and one, you know, is very dangerous. Alcohol is a dangerous drug. Marijuana is not. Marijuana is so good, in fact, it can be used as medicine. Alcohol cannot be used as a medicine. It's a, it's a negative drug, like heroin and cocaine, and, you know, there's a list. Um, that, that's one main reason. Number two, it's... I wrote uh, 10 years ago a book that started out called Cry of the Heart and ended up as The Terror of Pediatric Medicine. And that's, uh, this book is about vaccines and all the harm they do. And since writing that book, I've been on a campaign to bring, uh, to do the opposite, to bring truth to medicine, to bring good things to people things that really help because they're really good, like magnesium salts or sodium bicarbonate or iodine or selenium, basic things that are so good that you can use them in an emergency room, and they do. I wanted to make these things available to everybody, especially because they're not very expensive. They're affordable. Uh, medical marijuana is affordable. In fact, it'd be free if it was le totally legal because you could just grow it in your own living room or in your backyard. Sure, you cost the water and the lights and the fertilizer, but basically, you know, very inexpensive. And when you, look at the, when you look at the fact that, you know, with Rick Simpson really brought to light <clears throat> that you can treat cancer, that this, that medical marijuana <clears throat> concentrated into like the oil, which Rick Simpson does, can compete, not compete, can out-compete, outrun everything and everything the pharmaceutical companies have. Because they don't have, they could charge $100,000 for drugs, it's not going to be near as good as natural marijuana for cancer. So there's enough things between my personal life and people like Rick Simpson and the children who have cancer whose lives are being saved. This is not terroristic medicine like vaccine. This is real medicine that really helps people. And that's why I wrote the book. People need to know that. Cannabinoids in cancer treatment can shrink brain tumors by blocking the growth of blood vessels that nourish them. This is really big. 
This is really, really big. And oncologists seem to have a major problem with this real medicine that you're talking about. Once a child is diagnosed with cancer in the body, why are the states getting involved in forcing children to have radiation and chemo? I don't get it. How is it that the states have the right to do that? Well, it's the law. Wait, don't parents have a, a prima facie right to choose what kind of treatment their children are going to get? Not anymore. In the cancer area, no. In the vaccine area, sometimes yes and sometimes no. You can still wiggle away from the vaccines, though sometimes there's a full court press against parents. And your life is pretty much blocked if you don't have your vaccine cards, you can't go to certain schools and government jobs, blah, 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 or become a doctor, a nurse. But mer medical marijuana is just good. What I really tried to show in the book is its goodness. It's good against evil. It's good against bad. And people who go up against marijuana are bad. Why are they bad? Because they're turning their back on the truth. Why are they doing that? Marijuana is a subject that gets not only, is not only medicine of the physical body. One of the things in my book, it's medicine for the emotional body, the mental body, and even the spiritual body. There are not too many substances that have, you know, uh, can claim anything even near that. In some circles, it's kind of a holy thing, a holy substance. And there's a great responsibility around it because it has an effect at all the levels of human existence, not just the physical body. And in medicine, there's not just the physical body to deal with. There's an emotional person there, there's their mind and their spirit and their soul and their heart and being. You know, the physical world is not everything. And doctors who blind themselves to all the other aspects of humanity really don't treat their patients very well. So marijuana goes right into the middle of all of this. It's something that <clears throat> is, uh, makes or breaks government in terms of their integrity and honesty, in terms of the justice, in terms of justice or injustice. This has been such an unjust thing that it turned the Department of Justice into the Department of Injustice. Doctors are totally handicapped in helping their patients. Mothers are handicapped in, in helping their children. It, it, on, it, on and on and on. And if we change medical marijuana laws and, and make marijuana totally legal, that would change the world. It would change the world. And if you made governments as illegal as they made ma marijuana, then we maybe have a, a brave new world. <laughs> I hear you. I understand that the AMA removed marijuana and cannabis, the science of cannabis, from its textbooks and lists of medicines. But there are people that are using medical marijuana that don't understand that they're not going to get the same value from smoking it as they would either eating it or ingesting it as an oil. And I want you to explain why. Well, if you're trying to treat cancer, smoking, smoking marijuana is not going to do anything really. I mean, it will relax you. This is the way actually the doctors recommend you use it, but not to treat the cancer, but to treat the side effects of chemotherapy and radiation therapy, which medical marijuana is very good for. Uh, in terms of like any kind of uh, natural substance, the dose makes the effect, meaning in Western medicine, they only use poisons, so they use very low dosages, so they don't kill you right away. 
with marijuana, if you want to treat cancer with it, you have to concentrate it. You have to bring the levels inside the body up to a certain point. And Rick Simpson is very clear about this and his recommendations about how much you need to take. So to have the correct effect, you either have to make the oil or you could use it in a raw form and uh, cook with it or make different uh, smoothies with it. There are many different ways. Actually, instead of smoking, you can vaporize it, but that's still, you can't concentrate it that way. Do you use it prophylactically? And how do you use it? Via the oil or do you put it in a shake? and drink it down with the shake, what is your application? Well, for cancer patients, my legal recommendation is CBD, which is now available from Dixie Pharmaceuticals in Denver, Colorado. CBD is medical marijuana without the THC. That's one out of 80 cannabinoids, THC. That gets you high if you smoke it. The government couldn't stop this company from going on the market because there's no... THC, but it has all the other uh, cannabinoids, including the, what is called CBD. CBD is a specific cannabinoid, and it's been researched as a pharmacological effect. And so this product is legal. It is medical marijuana and can be used as a substitute for the natural, you know, perfectly. Well, this is natural, but it's it's the plant and the way they create it, there's no THC in it, so there's nothing illegal in it. It's like hemp seed. You can't buy marijuana, but you can buy hemp seeds. You can buy hemp oil without THC. It's a nutritional thing. So I recommend that. And then in the book, of course, I recommend the Rick Simpson's method using the oil. We interviewed him. Uh, He's an awesome, awesome contributor to mankind. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Brave what guy. he's done, what courage. Amazing, yeah. amazing courage, this man. I think he's still traveling all over the world, isn't he? He's well, they, they gave him a hard time. So last I heard, he was hiding out in Europe a little bit. I was actually was going to, I've been trying to get in touch with him, invite him down here to Brazil. I have a sanctuary here in Brazil that I'm still building after six years, but I was wanting to give him a helping hand. I think that would be great. He really needs it, and he deserves it more than most, I tell you. Talk a little bit about the cannabinoid receptors in the body. We know that we have them in the brain and the body, but they have a very specific purpose. Talk about that. Yeah, the, the reason that medical marijuana is such a perfect medicine is that we have inside of our cells, and especially in our nervous system, receptor sites. We are built, we have, we're wired to receive cannabinoids. And cannabinoids that we do create in the body ourselves, uh, different types, they have a very special effect. And when we smoke marijuana or take it as an oil or eat it, we're consuming this, these molecules, cannabinoids. They go right into these receptor sites and the two different types. And they have a very special effect, which is very regular, regulatory. It brings... It helps the, like in the, especially the nervous system, it's very easy to see. It helps, a, it creates a feedback device where the uh, biological systems can self-regulate. That's very valuable, especially when there's a problem. When we have disease, we're out of regulation. So something natural 
that fits like keys into a system that exists in the biology of our bodies and turns the key and helps the body regulate, calm down, uh, many different things that, that need to be regulated uh, biochemically, energetically, medical marijuana does it. And it does it not only physically, but it also has this magical effect emotionally, mentally, even spiritually. It's a, you, you smoke a joint or you smoke, take five, if you take some of the medical marijuana that I've never smoked, but I hear going around in California and Canada, you know, you take one or two puffs and 30 seconds later it has an effect. Now, if you're totally stressed out and something really nasty happened in your life or even something just a little bit nasty like divorce or being fired, forgetting about somebody dying, you know, gives an instant calming effect. How come? Because it's, it helps us self-regulate. So if we're stressed and biology, our biology is going to a certain extreme, which could get us in trouble if we stay too long with the stress, it helps us almost instantly. You know, like in terms of emotional stress type thing, it's like emergency room medicine. What is emergency room medicine? They, they need to work right away. They need to work. Somebody's dying of a heart attack. You have to inject something and it has to work. And the best thing in the emergency department that works all the time is like injecting magnesium or injecting sodium bicarbonate. You've done some incredible work on magnesium. Oh, my God. And even distinguishing about the different types of magnesium that are sold. You can talk about that for a couple of minutes. I'd like the audience to just have a, like a couple of minutes on that, and then I have some more questions for you. I came back into medicine 10 years ago to the vaccine question. And then I discovered this, uh, what's called magnesium oil, which is magnesium chloride, comes from the sea. And it's a liquid that you can just put on your skin. It goes right through the skin. It's great for pain and a great way of administering uh, magnesium. And I wrote a book about it, Transdome Magnesium Therapy. And then that put me on the map of the world in terms of magnesium and medicine. And I started to have an effect how medicine is practiced uh, in many places in the world, and that, that itself was amazing. But I didn't stop there. Or, you know, some force didn't want me to stop, and I wrote about bi sodium bicarbonate. I'm the only doctor in the world who wrote a book about bicarbonate. And then iodine, I'm one of the few doctors who wrote a book about that. C. Mancini wrote a book about sodium bicarbonate curing cancer well, and his work in Europe on that. Well, it's a book more about fungus. Yeah and cancer than actually the sodium bicarbonate okay, itself. Okay, got it, got it. Anyway, I want to try to make a long story short. So I became famous in the magnesium world, and here, that just six weeks ago, I was introduced in Brazil to a, com a water company that is making the first water filter in the world that makes, it puts out magnesium bicarbonate water. So, and, and they put in my hands this system to bring to the world. So this was about five or six weeks ago, <clears throat> and uh, so I have my staff, and they're all running like crazy to create the Waters of Brazil website. And, and then about three weeks ago, this brilliant, I mean genius, a nuclear physicist called me and said to me, my guides were screaming at me to call you. And he has invented the first magnesium bicarbonate concentrate. 
is nobody has been able to make it before because he can't, it only exists in liquid form. Is this guy's name Max? <laughs> no, okay. no, no. Okay. <laughs> His name is Dr. Ron Cusson. He's created magnesium bicarbon. He's only producing a little bit, so and he gave it to me also. He put it in my hands to write about and to bring to the world. And I'm creating a study group to be the first people to experiment with this water filter and this magnesium bicarbonate water and this magnesium bicarbon concentrate. Now this is getting into talking about medical marijuana being, you know, from the earth, from the plant world, incredible medicinal substances. Magnesium substance, magnesium bicarbonate is from the sea. It exists in seawater. It combines the best of both the world of magnesium and the world of bicarbonate. When you take sodium bicarbonate, you're taking a lot of sodium also, and the cells don't like so much sodium, so they resist the sodium at the cell wall. So not so much bicarbonate will get into the cells, but magnesium bicarbonate is going to be like rocket fuel. It's going to ram right through the cell wall, up the calcium channel, because the magnesium is so needed, and the bicarbonate will be dragged right in, it will drag oxygen into the cell, and then the bicarbonate will ram the uh, magnesium right into the mitochondria. So we have some dream medicine coming our way. I guess your biggest challenge is going to be how to get the radiation out of the seawater. Since you're going to bring the magnesium bicarbonate from the seawater, how are you going to get the radiation out to be able to leave the rest of the good stuff in? Because our, well, our seas are loaded now. Well, for sure, the Pacific, North Pacific, is on the surface, is polluted, and that pollution is about to lap up on the California shores. It probably has already, but officially it's supposed to be there in about two more years. Uh, but if you go down, take a pipe, and you go down 3,000 feet like they do in Hawaii, you're talking about water that hasn't seen the surface in thousands of years. Right. So you can still use seawater as a medicine or see, use seawater to take the salt out. So it's really not, it's not a problem yet, because okay. if you you can take water from deep down down here in the southern hemisphere, we're still pretty clean comparatively. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. It's funny how sometimes you don't take action until people have died. I remember visiting my mother in an Alzheimer's facility in Studio City. And my cousins, Carol and Dan, were there. And I had this little tape recorder with me. My dad had passed on five years before. And I started to interview my cousins, Carol and Dan, about my parents because they were very close to them and they knew them for many years even before they were married. I want you to know that I got the funniest, most adorable stories about my mom and dad that I would have never heard otherwise. I kid you not. I found out that my dad, Buddy Greenhouse, used to invite people to massive parties, bring everybody together, and then they'd all get to the party and they'd go, where's Buddy? And he was not there. In other words, he would just put the whole thing together, get everybody to come, and sometimes he would not show up. Now, you may not think that's funny. You may think that's rude and all that, but I thought that was hysterical when I first heard about it. It's just not something that I would think that my dad was capable of, but apparently he was. Many of you listening to the show are going to wait until your parents and your sisters and brothers and cousins pass on before you ever capture the wonderful stories and legacy of your family. I'm making a very special service available to those of you that would like me to interview your family and capture the wonderful stories that are the gift of your family legacy. 
It's a really special service. It's very confidential and private and can be done in either audio or video. Don't miss the occasion to capture the living legacy of your family and the great treasures that are sitting there. I'm a miner. I know how to get to those treasures. Call me at its rainmaking time at 626-398-8652. Thank you. And back to the show. Talk a little bit about some of the specific conditions that medical marijuana treats. I know we can't use the word treat, but we need to use it. Anything to do with any kind of neurological problem, including seizures, epilepsy, Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, and any other neurological condition, without a doubt. Autism. I have talked to several parents who have saved their, their, saved their sanity and saved their children with medical marijuana for autism. When dealing with toxicity issues, it's going to help. When dealing with any kind of gastrointestinal problem, it's going to help. When it comes to dealing with depression, if used correctly, or stress, suffering, any type of situation that has pain, it's famous for its pain relief, and that's why it was used in medicine by doctors in, back in the 1800s, in the early 1900s, for pain relief. It's a great pediatric medicine. You see that it's saving children from cancer, so I would be very hard to think of a condition or situation where it wouldn't be useful. You also write about cannabinoids and magnesium for headaches. Talk a little bit about that. People have been experiencing oh. <laughs> headaches more than ever, and you're talking here about almost a blend. Yes, I call it Batman and Robin medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, Batman is the magnesium, and the medical marijuana is Robin. Really? He's, yeah. I'm shocked you gave cannabinoids the Robin status, but go ahead. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, the magnesium has a, a very broad effect. The marijuana is a little more narrow. Magnesium involved in all the full range of physiology. There's no life on the planet without magnesium. There is without cannabinoids. Magnesium is the essential uh, atom in chlorophyll that allows life or plants to convert uh, sun energy or solar energy into chemical energy. So... And I call it the lamp of life. It's very relaxing and softening where calcium is very hard and, uh, and rigid. So like going to sleep or neurological situations, we're looking to relax or headaches, it's tension. We're looking to relax and de-stress. Magnesium, I mean, there's other things we could use, but magnesium uh, it hits the body on a very fundamental level of relaxation, including in terms of neurological resetting. And the mar marijuana has its own ph pharmacological effect. And the two together are much greater than either one alone, which is the basic philosophy of my natural allopathic medicine. I don't look at any medicine anymore in isolation. I look at them in terms of Synergy. together. Yes. Synergy. So if you're treating cancer, you know, I'm, the, way, the only thing I'm different about Rick, than Rick Simpson, I wouldn't stress just the marijuana. I would actually stress the magnesium first because nothing replaces magnesium. If there's a deficiency in the body, 
nothing but magnesium satisfies. Same with bicarbonate. If there's if body's acid, bicarbonate is what is the body makes itself and what is needed in higher quantities to bring the body back to balance. There's no substitute for that. Same with iodine, selenium, vitamin C, vitamin D. These are all then medical marijuana, really good water, and on and on and on. But there's some things that are so basic that they need to be used together when we're treating serious things like cancer or diabetes or any of the great neurological conditions of our times. Do you think that you will be alive, you and I will be alive to see the acceptance of medicinal marijuana? Well, we are alive, and it is happening right now. I mean, the federal government still likes to show itself to be what it is, uh, but the uh, now 17 states, including the District of Columbia, uh, where it is legal now. And uh, so it is coming to the world. There is a revolution happening. But meanwhile, civilization, we brought civilization to the brink, and now we're going to have a big fall, and I don't think anything is going to stop that. We're going to be thrown, parents are going to be thrown into having to fend for themselves. So medical marijuana will become even more important because they can grow it yourself. And when, look in Greece right now, you can't get pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceutical companies won't ship to Greece because nobody's paying their bills. This is coming to the world. Banking system and all the criminal things that are happening in banking. You smoke a joint in the wrong place, you go to jail. You, you steal a million dollars today or a billion dollars or a trillion dollars and you get to ride around New York in a limousine and the government won't touch you. This is life today. And are we going to see an end to that? When after we see an end to civilization and then a new beginning. <laughs> Talk about the International Medical Veritas Association. Now, is it you and your staff, are there people around the world that joined this association? It's basically been uh, actually me and Claudia French. Claudia French has been my assistant director since the beginning. I think she had been with him about eight years. She literally gave my, the organization and me her life. I mean, she's still alive, but uh, so the two of us together... Uh, created it. And now we have a staff around us, a, a growing s a supportive staff, and we're just getting into formalizing it more and, and creating a, an organization where people can join. It's fantastic. Dr. Circus, I just want to thank you for coming on again. Thank you for all the great work that you're doing, all the books that you've written, and wonderful articles that are informing the public around the world and for bringing products to us that are so helpful to us. Thank you very much for being with the show, and we look forward to having you back, not in three years, but maybe in a few months. Okay, Kim. Thank Th you very much.